Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. This is Joe. No James this week. This is the week that I am in Niagara Falls for my part-time job. There were no fireworks tonight, which was weird. I don't know what's up with that. Originally, for this episode, I was going to talk a little bit about my Crowfield-style campaigns, but I'm not going to do that now. Instead, I'm going to talk about a little conversation I had with ChatGPT. Yeah, you know, I was just playing with it. While my campaign world is rather well-developed, I already have my deities. I've talked about them before. They're human gob. I only run two deities. But I was toying around with ChatGPT. It's a neat little tool. Uh, I've also used Google Bard, which is not as neat. It's very uh, dry and down-to-earth. And if you ask it imaginative things, it doesn't really imagine very well. So one of the defining characteristics of a Crowfield-style campaign is that the world is largely wilderness, and there are only small pockets of uh, civilization, hither and thither, so to speak. I generally like each one of these little pockets to be an independent city-state. So for example, a Crowfield-style campaign might be a big desert, and you only have oases, and around each and each oasis would be its own city-state. There's campaign reasons for wanting that, story reasons. It makes life more interesting. But one of the questions I've always had was, what maintains these city-states as independent city-states? What stops this oasis from invading that oasis and having one king to rule them both? And then you have, you know, big mega city-states, nations, we would call them. That's a feeling I'm trying to avoid. I, I want the characters to go from kingdom to kingdom to have a, a separate experience in each place. Each city is its own kingdom. I decided to ask ChatGBT for the idea. The question I asked it is, a deity forbids city-states from forming alliances and for one king to rule over multiple city-states. Why? This is after I already told it a little bit about the world. And it gives this answer. There could be several reasons why a deity would prevent city-states from forming alliances and for one king to rule over multiple city-states. Here are a few possibilities, and it lists about five things, and none of them were particularly useful for me. And I was like, okay, just all I need to know is that there's a god that's doing it, and that was already my idea anyway. So ChatGPT wasn't really much help there. But I was like, hey, let's just test this imagination here. And so I said, make up a name for this god. And it said, sure, how about the deity is called Zareth? I kind of like that. I wouldn't use that in my world, of course, because like I said, I already have Hume and Gob. Yes, of course, the followers of Gob are goblins. So in my world, goblin is a religion. It's not a race. And likewise, the followers of Hume are humans. But yeah, it said Zareth. I've not heard that name used in other places. I want to do a Google search on it. Actually, I'm going to do that now. Oh, so apparently Zareth is a girl's name. Huh. All right. Zareth San, the trickster. I don't know what that is. Zareth is currently number 12,093 on the name popularity charts in the U.S. for 2021. Huh. Okay, so it's a real name, so I wouldn't get in trouble for using it. Interestingly enough, uh, there's a Wikipedia article for a place called Zareth Shahar, which is a place in the Hebrew Bible mentioned only once in Joshua 13, 19. Its name means the splendor of the dawn. 
I don't know which part of that is which. I would do some research about that if I was going to use this name. So the name is either Splendor or Dawn, either one. Pretty awesome names for a deity. But anyway, it gave this name Zareth. It looks like it didn't just pull the name from somewhere else. So I would feel safe using that. The next question I asked it was, tell me more about Zareth. And it answered, Zareth is a powerful deity worshipped by the people of Kros. That's the world name I gave it when I was creating the world to teach it stuff. Anyway, they believe that Zareth created the world and everything in it, and that it continues to play an active role in the affairs of mortals. Zareth is known as a god of balance and harmony, who seeks to maintain order and prevent chaos from spreading throughout the world. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to say, wow, this sounds just like law and chaos in old D&D, and that's perfect for me. It continues, he is depicted as a wise and just ruler, and his followers believe that he expects the same qualities from mortal leaders. Zareth's commandment that city-state should remain independent and not form alliances or fall under the control of a single ruler is seen as a way to maintain the delicate balance between the different powers of the world. It is also believed that Zareth views each city-state as a unique creation imbued with its own spirit and destiny. I really like how it remembers the other stuff I asked and incorporates that information here going forward, and I like that it put that in there. It continues, Zareth's followers often pray to him for guidance and protection, and they make offerings to him in the form of food, wine, and other gifts. Some of the most devout followers of Zareth dedicate their lives to serving him, becoming priests or priestesses who spread his teachings and minister his blessings. While Zareth is generally seen as a benevolent deity, some legends speak of his wrath and the terrible punishments he can inflict to those who defy his will. This has led some to view him with fear and reverence as well as respect. I actually like that write-up. I think that's pretty good. I could actually use that in a campaign. But now my wheels were turning. So I asked it. I said, okay, let's say that Zareth has an evil rival goddess named Gob. Tell me about her. That was exactly what I asked it. And it replied, sure, I can create a brief description of the evil rival goddess Gob. Gob is the dark goddess of chaos and destruction. Unlike Zareth, who seeks to maintain order and balance, Gob revels in chaos and disorder. Her followers believe that the world is a place of endless conflict and competition, and that only the strongest and most cunning can survive. Gob is often depicted as a twisted and malevolent figure with razor-sharp claws and serpentine tail. Her eyes burn with unnatural fire. Her voice is said to be a hypnotic whisper that can seduce mortals to her will. Gob's followers often engage in acts of violence and destruction, seeking to bring chaos and turmoil to the world. They see themselves as agents of change, tearing down the old orders to make way for something new and more powerful. Despite her malevolence, I can't say that word when I think about it too much. Anyway, despite her malevolence, see, told you can't say it. Despite her malevolence, some mortals are drawn to Gob's powers and seek to harness it for their own purposes. However, those who seek to gain Gob's favor often find themselves falling deeper and deeper into darkness, becoming twisted and corrupted by her influence. The conflict between Zareth and Gob is seen as a struggle between order and chaos, with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Some believe that Gob is a necessary evil, a force that must exist to keep the world from stagnating. Others see her as a destructive force that must be stopped at all costs. I love that. I love the way that it incorporated the earlier stuff. They knew that it had to tie it into Zareth. It did that nicely. 
the thing about her whisper, that's actually related to some questions I asked in the same thread, you know, when I was setting up the information about the world for it to know. I talked about some demon kings that would rule some of the city-states. I gave some description there, and that seductive whisper actually comes from that, so it ties it in. I think if you sat down with ChatGPT and you had enough imagination of your own to feed it the right prompts and ask it the right follow-on questions and narrow things down, I think you could come up with a killer like one-shot. Actually, with this information here, you could come up with a, a pretty decent campaign for like a home group and everything. So it's a pretty neat tool. Yeah, I wanted to, everyone was talking about it. I wanted to try it out. That is how I feel about it. So I give this a big thumbs up. That's all I have for this week. I hope you found it interesting. I found it very interesting. I will include a, a link to ChatGPT in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to try it out yourself, it might be interesting to ask Google Bard these same questions. But in my experience, Google Bard, like I said, it doesn't do imagination very well. It's very dry. It gives you very factual-based answers, puts no personality or style into the answers. And it doesn't do a very good job of when you ask it some previous questions in the same chat of taking the information from those and tying it into the current answer. So for those reasons, I like chat gpt more than google bard i'm not going to throw a link to google bard in the show notes because right now it's invitation only so if you don't have an invite you can't get in and if you have an invite you know how to get in so i'm not going to do that but i will include the link to chat gpt check it out it's kind of cool i hope you like this episode send me feedback let me know what you thought let me know what you think about gaming in general and where you think the future of this lies. Anyway, feedback information is in the show notes. It's in the voice stuff that's about to start. Thank you very much. Until next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Decahedron RPG cast. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message by calling 562-774-2278. That's 562-RPG-CAST. Or by visiting sayhi.chat slash decahedron. You can also email us at feedback at decahedron.com. Links are in the show notes. For more information, visit decahedron.com. Remember that decahedron is spelled with a K. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Logo is by Design Cat. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep those dice rolling.